Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown. And by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com Welcome to Radio 5G. This is a pre-recorded show airing on April 5th, 2023. The focus of the show is the changes ongoing with our financial systems. Scott Kesterson of Bards FM gives an informative overview of the central bank digital currency scam. And Dr. Jane Ruby and attorney Todd Callender expand on that message. Mark Joseph will join me, Nancy Hopkins, in the second hour to comment on this and other tending subjects. Thank you for being here. Be safe and be blessed. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to Barnes FM here on Brighteon TV. This is um, an interesting week. We came out of last week and I was actually down in a conference last week. So, um, But last week we had all the chaos and the banking issues, as we know, they've continued all through the week. And as we're going to continue to spill out as we go forward, much, much of this is by design as they work in towards the Great Reset and it's kind of being forced upon us, whether we like it or not. But what's more interesting is what's going on behind the scenes and where the money's actually tra- traveling to. And that's part, again, of the Great Reset, to reshape America in a ma- matter, in a way, and as and the globe as well, in a way that will be unlike anything in human history. We'll get into all of that here very shortly, right after these messages. So that's a perfect segue into the insanity in which we're living in right now. Much of what we're witnessing is engineered. And it's designed, it's a lot of chaos, and I would really encourage people not to get wrapped up in the political back and forth swing. It's really what I've become, what I'm now calling Lucifer's pendulum. You have a blue side, which we're going to call Democrat or Biden, and you have a red side, which is Republican, Trump establishment, whatever. And as much as this may ruffle people's feathers, those two ends are going to the same direction. They may offer you different things, they may make a little different approaches, but in the end, those two are going in the same direction. What is that direction? A direction ultimately is about integration and transformation of the society into this Industrial Revolution 4.0, which is, or the fourth Industrial Revolution, I should say, which is all based on genetic engineering, gene editing, IoT, Internet of Things, AI, Metaverse, and blockchain. And you're going to hear all sorts of advocates for this, of people that are pushing it, the investors. This is where the investor money is going. This is where everybody's going. But really, we have to get down to what does that mean in our lives. And it means a complete fundamental transformation in the way we live in everything that we do. And there's, I'm one of these that just, I guess I'll sound like a Luddite. There's no way in hell I'm going down that route with them. Because it is a, it's a, it is an enslavement of humanity at a level we have never never imagined. The problem we have is that people are still focusing their too much of their faith and their worship on people to solve this problem. We have the choice as people to do what we need to do. We have the choice of people 
as people to make a decision on where the society goes. But you're being told over and over that you have no choice. We have all the choice in the world, but they don't want you to believe that. So let's begin with like SVB. SVB is the Silicon Valley Bank, which is a venture capitalist bank that by all words apparently was the investors got an early word that the bank was insolvent, the big ones. They pulled their money out. That ripple effect caused a cascade, which ultimately caused the collapse of the bank. However, if you talk to Dr. Martin and you see the evidence that he just presented where he presented his assessment of the bank back in 1995 or so, you'll note that he had, he was telling them then that the bank was insolvent, that it was going to fail. There's a lot of gameplay going on here with the banks, and Silicon Valley Bank is just the tip of the iceberg on how bad this problem is, this contagion of bank fraud and bank Ponzi schemes. Because so much of what we just witnessed in a glimpse with the Silicon Valley Bank was how quickly the Fed interceded and provided backing for everybody's money. Now, there's a lot of statements as to why. So let's, first of all, let's remember that SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, did not have a risk manager on board. However, they did have a woke person to deal with all of the integration and sensitivity and all this other investments into the new age garbage of LGBTQ nightmare. And many investments were made into LGBTQ lifestyle businesses, including 75, almost about 74, $73 million that was given to BLM from the bank. So this bank is more than just a venture capitalist bank. It's been a leverage point to try to influence culture and shape and affect cultural change. And that's not unimportant in this discussion by any means. While it is, we can look at that fundamentally and say, oh, wow, you know, they were trying to shape the, the policies of the country. When you look at where tech is taking us, everything that they were funding to try to shape LGBTQ, BLM, all these things become very important. Why? Tech is pushing towards an artificial intelligence and, and robotic type future. The artificial intelligence comes into our lives. And the one thing that they're also pushing for very aggressively is rights for these artificial intelligence cre creations of theirs, human rights. All these new technologies are gender neutral. So they are trying to force this concept of gender plurality so that gender neutral becomes a common sense and we can relate both in our lives and legally, super important, that the laws are restructured legally to support this gender plurality so that their creations, AI creations, are now protected by the law. So Silicon Valley Bank is an instrumental piece here in all of this in trying to fund these VC capitalist ideas and to get the startups going to push further down the road. And if you're following the money in the midst of this financial chaos, what you're seeing is that investor money is pouring into metaverse, is pouring into artificial intelligence, and is pouring into blockchain. They are shaping a future for us, whether you want it or not, it's coming at us like a freight train, and that has already left the station. Now, the SVB Bank is also has other issues that are important to note. One is that the Fed stepped in and literally backed 100% all money in the bank. That's never been done before, to my knowledge. And additionally, what that is setting up as a precedent, which they can't not maintain, but they were trying to stem the run on banks. The dollar is worth nothing. 
It has zero value. The only reason the dollar has a value is because you believe it has value. And that's a critical point. It's a piece of paper with no, no precious metals backing. And they have used the dollar in so many ways with, over the years because it was a petrodollar, which means all petroleum reserves that were purchased had to be purchased in U.S. dollars. That allowed us to print money indefinitely and to however much we wanted. And every bit of debt we had was forcefully put upon nations across the world. As we start to uncork this beast, we start to realize that there was a great deal of leverage used to force people into what we would call the dollar hegemony, the dollar control of the, included the U.S. military and the various wars that we seem to love to fight, special operations and the CIA both involved in, in regime change and government overthrows for anybody that would not comply with the dollar hegemony. There is also this issue of bioweapons labs, which the more that we dig into that, we're starting to realize that the bioweapons labs were positioned as well around the world not only to quietly stay and put a threat against people like Russia and China, but to use them as leverage and blackmail for other countries that decided that they may decide to want to step away from the dollar. The dollar was king, and it was, it was the powerful fo focus here for the entire world. Now, we're in a very strange time right now. There is no replacement for the dollar. The ruble, the gold-backed ruble and the, the uh, rupee, and BRICS nations, which is trying to see a, call a multi, nothing else out yet to replace it. So we're going to be going through a very challenging time. And that challenging time is going to continue to push us to the limit. And we, the people of the United States, are going to be expected to comply or take the burden. Now, our government is a tyranny. Let's be very clear. It is, and there's no change on that horizon. You can try to believe that Kevin McCarthy and Trump and team are going to make it a better place, but I'm going to throw some things at you to really think about. If it, if they're going to be so much better than, than things out here that the way they currently are, then here, here's where we're at. Why isn't anybody calling for the ceasing of the vaccination, right? I mean, where is, where, why isn't anybody telling Americans to prepare for a coming crisis, which it is coming? Why isn't anybody in a, on a public scale talking about the rollout of the CBDC? And the answer is, is because nobody wants to stop this train. The CBDC, which is a, a central bank digital currency, is a programmable currency. And the war on crypto has been real to try to, to show that cryptos are insolvent or not secure investments. And the war on banks, back to SVB, is being shown that they're trying to prove to the public that the banks are at a high risk. Now, that's not the straight narrative. They're proving it to you by watching banks collapse because there's been three other banks that collapsed since SVB went down. And the Fed is stepping in to secure them. Ultimately, the Fed's move, from what I've understood, is that the Fed will secure control of all banks and then they will have a centralized control of banking and then we will be forced into, if we want to play their system, into a digital currency, which at this point is the CBDC, a central bank digital currency, which will be a digital dollar. Now, nobody is saying that that's not going to come. In fact, it's quite the other way. They're telling you that train has left the station and that there is no stopping this new, this next era of tech. In fact, what they're telling you is the next era of tech, which actually just came out recently in a talk by the 43rd 
Treasury Secretary, which was under Obama, who signed the last $100 bill. What she stated was that there is no stopping this next era, that we are going into meta, we are going into blockchain, and we are going into AI. And I think you can see that pretty securely, that the most of the web interactions and the international transactions and the way these economies are being built, they're forcing or trying to force people to compliance within these areas. Big business always leads in in a sense, and they are trying to make it so that they control enough of the economic domain to force the small businesses to comply to their standards. This is a corporatocracy, and there isn't going to be options if you're trying to play in their economy. They're going to force people into accepting meta as a way of doing business, accepting AI as a way of of using, controlling, and competing for your business, and accepting blockchain as the way to do transactions. My personal opinion is not going to comply. And I just, I say that very simply. We need to go back to go forward and we'll get into more of that in the second half hour. But the bottom line here is that we're not giving a choice. This is a change that's being imposed on humanity because elites have decided it's the way to go. And in the process of their decision, they've tried to sell it like it's going to make life easier, more convenient, better, a better way for humanity to live in the era of technology. Because so much of this new generation has grown up with not knowing what te- how to live without technology. And not and this is, again, not an unimportant fact. So much of this new generation comes from broken homes that they don't understand what home life and a centerpiece of a strong father and a strong mother is. And so they're growing up in these broken homes where artificial intelligence and the state are replacing their family as kind of a surrogate leader, surrogate God, surrogate uh, father role in their lives. And, and they're very susceptible to the, the lures of technology and making life easier. All of this ultimately is about do as thou, thou will, which is this Luciferian principle of unrestricted, unlimited, do anything you want, no accountability lifestyle. And this is at the core of everything tech. So right now, what we're going through in this place of banking is you're going to continue to see a a disruption in the banking systems. At a certain point, these disruptions are also about restructuring. There is going to be a significant shift in banking to where people are forced into a place of accepting their new digital crap. And that isn't going to be an option if you're going to play in their regular system. The Suisse, Credit Suisse was also on the bubble the other day, so the, that, the National Bank of Switzerland stepped in to back them with liquidity and to keep them from sliding. The entire banking system is very fragile right now. And so the one thing I'm just going to steer really caution people with is be, be aware that what they're trying to do is get you, one, to hate the current system and to hate this current government. If you think for a second that these Republicans sitting up there doing these investigations that suddenly came out of nowhere are suddenly friendly to you, you're wrong. They're friendly to the elite power side of the game that they're out to win. And that's it. There's no friendliness to the American people. It may sound that way because you're learning a lot about the Biden group and about how much money recently that the Biden family back in 2014 took from the Chinese, which was $3 million dollars. It was distributed to other Biden family members. All of this is where they want your attention. 
while they completely re-engineer the economy and re-engineer the way businesses run so that when you get so fed up with what you're hearing, so fed up with the corruption, so fed up with these people that are they, they are constantly in the office that there's these long chains of nepotism that have kept the American people out, the corruption with dominion systems, et cetera. When you get so fed up, then you're going to be willing to see the country burn down. And if people don't do it themselves, which is what they're hoping will happen, because that would be civil war and uncontrolled chaos. So they could use martial law to force their system in. But if you don't, if you don't, if that doesn't happen, then people are just going to be so exhausted and so ready that someone will step into the arena and offer to be the savior of humanity to lead them to a new era of a new golden age, which will be one of getting rid of the bad guys and opening up our eyes to this whole new levels of technology. So they're selling this hard right now. They're mainstreaming the ideas as much as they can. But to understand, it's why I call Lucifer's pendulum. Because Lucifer's pendulum is giving you this idea that there's the dark side that's is going to lead to a light side. There's going to be this great awakening and a light issue that happens over here that light will suddenly rise up. In a scriptural sense, that's garbage. Because God is only light and he's pure light. We're not talking about the rise of dark to light in that sense. And that's the Luciferian model that they keep playing with over and over. So we're literally swinging. As we swing between political parties, it is a swing of Lucifer's pendulum. One option is going to be darkness and enslavement like little pods and matrix. And the other option is going to be free will. But never forget the words that Trump said. I would never have mandated the vax. I would have persuaded them to take it. That's the premise of this other side, that everything will be a persuasion. Because in a persuasion, if you accept it, you've made a contract literally with hell, with your free will. You've used your free will to accept a walk away from God. And all of this is about moving people away from God, not closer. You have no one talking about trying to revive faith in this nation. No one. Other than, I mean, when I talk, say no one out of D.C. This is a, this is a war at the very core of who we are. And you have a lot of discussions about, for example, LGBTQ and, the, and changing it from women to birthing people and these sorts of language wars that are going on, which are very intentional because it's all setting the groundwork for this new artificial intelligence robotic era that they're trying to bring in, that they're going to give rights to these creations which they made themselves. And as we allow that to happen, and what's and why so these these hearings become so important for them is they're getting these ideas in your head. And ultimately this is what you can expect to see. There will be a discussion about banning or getting away from that verbiage. And ultimately that will be something that will get people excited. They'll be great. But there'll be provisions put in there to make sure that that verbiage does that the verbiage that we're talking about here, the plurality of gender remains. And the argument that they will use is, well, people are already here, so we have to give them rights. So you see the game. They've just, they have destroyed a lot of people getting them into transgender. All of this at the end of the day is in preparation for the new era, the fourth industrial revolution, where gender plurality and gender neutral when it comes to tech is absolutely essential. Because there's no other way they can give them rights. So they've had to use this period to destroy people as they go forward. 
to, to literally destroy youth, to confuse them, to physically and surgically alter them, to give them beta blockers that now have been openly admitted that are not reversible. And that came from the Canadian doctor who started that movement in a Montreal or Toronto, I guess it was, Toronto, uh, back in the 2000s. So we are at a point right now where we're being set up for the fourth industrial revolution and it's going to push humanity into an era where there is a perpetual plurality of everything, including truth, gender, and there is no such thing as God. The only God will be a centralized one world religion, which the scientists of this era, the new priests of, of technology will assume the position and you can of, of leadership and you can expect that the God that you will be introduced to in this world will be an artificial intelligence God of a quantum nature, which is nothing more than Lucifer himself in a different disguise, leading the world into the abyss to destroy us as God's creation and replace us with a hybrid, which they refer to as transhumans. Don't get caught in the game. There's lots of lots of this to come, and deception is the number one part of their tool. We'll be right back after these messages. Everyone has bought into transhumanism. This clot shot that we have been dealing with, this bioweapon, was in part a test run to see what technologies could be integrated in with humans to what level of doses to prepare people for the transition into a transhumanist era. Nobody's pushed back on that. In fact, Jared Kushner, uh, who is Trump's son-in-law, and and he is a, a pain in the butt as far as I'm concerned, probably the worst influence Trump has, is a transhumanist. He's seeking to live forever. This is the era of the Satanist transhumanists that we're fighting against, and they're pushing hard to try to ensure that everybody is on their train. They are tricksters. They are deceivers. They are liars. They are cheaters. And they will do anything necessary to persuade you to follow their path. They believe that the era of humanity will get better with more technology and more integration of artificial intelligence and quantum computing along with blockchain. The metaverse is a further extension as they see virtual worlds as the way to do better business. That's where it begins. But in reality, virtual worlds are the place they want you to live and remain so that you are lived in a place where you can do anything, act any way, and not be accountable. It's a sad era in humanity, to be very honest. This whole part of COVID, which everybody in the government, including Trump, I'm sorry, but I'm never going to let this one go. We're part of allowing to roll out. And you'll hear this. Well, we had to show them for them to believe it. Whatever. It's garbage. They have destroyed small business. If you have any question, go walk through malls and see what's happened. Look at the small businesses in town. All of this was to drive people into a greater dependency on internet purchasing and staying closer to home. To strip you away further and further from the basis of you being able to control your life with cash. They're taking cash away. You can't use cash online. You can use cash at a store. And they need you to get rid of cash. This has been a war on cash and forcing people into a social engineered state that they've designed to where the dependency on the internet has increased 
and the need to use digital money has increased so that they are one, they have set everybody up to accept this new era of a social credit score and a digital currency, which is a programmable digital currency. Do I think that that's the end all? No, but I know that this next era is coming at us and it's going to be difficult and it's going to take enormous amount of challenge and resolve for us to get to the place where we can overcome it. And the only way you're going to do that is to go back, to go forward. Going back to go forward is a metaphor that I've used now for a couple of years, and it's extremely important to appreciate what we're talking about. You need to get your skills going. You need to have preps going. We've talked a lot about this. There's a seven pillars of county by county. It's not new to people, but there's been a lot of new people waking up. So it's important to revert, revert or to review this and to really go over this in depth of what we're talking about. The seven pillars of county by county were designed, and it was laid on my heart by God, to literally go forward and lead a way of life that separates you from the dependency on the corporate beast. The first pillar is home churches. It's getting your worship going at home, centering that around the love in Jesus. And it's very important to have a good Bible, like the Founder's Bible. But also that leads to the next phase, which is homeschooling. We need to take control of our children and in the neighborhoods, we need to be working not only to encourage our home church concept, but also to encourage homeschooling, which means that those that are, don't have kids, if you can be of assistance with others that do have children to help them set up homeschooling, to teach for them, to set up local pods, however that works, it's super important to do because we've got to get these kids out of these indoctrination camps, which at this point are little more than grooming indoctrination camps. Keep in mind that this war is on a, is ultimately not just about us, but it's really targeted at the children. Because the children are their future toys. That's the easiest way to say it. They're going to be their pleasure center for sex. They're going to be their source of blood. They're going to be their source of adrenalized blood, which means torture and horror has to come to the child. They're going to be their source of organs and genes and all these things that they're looking for to keep themselves alive. Children are exploitable and and disposable in ter- as far as they're concerned. So we have to do everything we can to protect God's gift, and that's homeschooling. And then your third point is Patriot Gardens. You need to be growing your own food. And I know that many have, but you have to grow as much as you can right now, and you need to stockpile food. This is going to be a difficult transition here. I mean, even at Dan Bongino today, who's not said anything about this, finally come out and say, you need to stock up on food and be ready. All the signs are on the wall and that they are going to drop, pa- pancake this economy. And they're going to do so to force the hand after the rich get all their money out and where they want to be and where they want to be positioned. They're just going to pull the grenade pin on this thing and let everybody fall. And that's one of the reasons the media is not talking about it, is they don't want people to know it's coming. They want to catch people off guard. And that's exactly what the media is doing by keeping having no discussions about this to catch people off guard so that they are unprepared. They are, don't have supplies on hand. They don't have cash on hand. They can't do anything but accept what the new digital coin, which will probably come with it will come some incentive like a universal basic income. There's a lot of ways they can play this out. We don't know exactly, but what we do know is they have, they are full bent on forcing people into the metaverse, forcing people into this artificial intelligence-driven world, 
and creating a technocracy that is enslaves the entire level of humanity with drones and robotics doing their policing and basically forcing humans to comply to its rules. Now, if you think about this, it's not, it's not so far from any sort of sci-fi reality. Artificial intelligence has developed at a phenomenal rate. And the question really is where is it, is it the algorithms or is it something greater? And we really don't have that answer. What we do know is even in some of the advanced labs they're using, they're you're using cells from, from aborted fetuses to grow neural networks and actually like brain networks in these, these new bioorganic cells. We're into kind of a crazy new era here. And that's also part of the human injection of transhumanism is once they get everybody hooked up to the web or to the new internet, what people's brains are becoming is just like the original internet. We are becoming the new processors for this new system. And that's how they're going to get ultimately to the quantum state that they want is using our brains, not using mine, but they want to use ours. So this is a very dark era in that sense. And we have to stay vigilant on top of all of this to realize that they are going to try to get to a place to keep people off base. And so that's why we came up, I would say it this way, that's why God gave this seven pillars as a foundation to work from. So your third pillar is Patriot Gardens. Your fourth pillar is right work. And right work is literally getting in line with the gifts and talents you have to use them and to then expand upon them to have greater gifts and talents so that you take control of your life, not dependent on a corporate job or a government job, but that you're using your gifts and talents to either grow a small business, create a small business, or at least work for a small business that is ideologically and spiritually aligned with you. Then we have health and wellness. We need to continue to take control of our, our health. And that means growing more of what you need in the garden in terms of herbs and supplements. It means exercise and fitness. It means fasting. It means taking good care of yourself and adding also some of the limited technologies, which are, there are some good ones out there. I'm not, I'm not a Luddite. I just don't have any interest in this quantum AI meta crap that they're putting on us. But, you know, everything I use, IR sauna, I use a hyperbaric chamber. I just tried out a scalar healing light technology tool. It was amazing. Um, we also need to get, though, back to the spiritual sense of things. I just went to a massage therapist healer that did amazing work on an injury I had on my leg. So we need to get back to the true faith sense of who we are and what we're trying to do. And that's health and wellness. Taking responsibility for our health, not turning ourselves over to the corporate beasts that are trying to kill us. And then we have uh, informed action, which is pillar number uh, six. Informed action is being informed in, in your community, knowing what's going on. But even more than that, being informed about the, the things that you need to do to self-sustain. That means building paper libraries, not just not just digital libraries. You can't rely on anything digital these days. I mean, if you have PDFs and you want to store them offline on a, on a USB, that's one thing. But as much as you can, build paper libraries, which are resources. And then finally, you, you in our final piece here, it's stewardship and conservation. 
learning to live more in line with how God wants us to be, very stewarding everything that we have through prayer and through how we how we live, conserving and not being wasteful, and making our resources go longer and last longer. All of these things are going to be critical in a step forward here. This is a, a system that is unleashed. And so we literally have to make a position like the captain of the Lord's of the Lord of Hosts Army, which was to say no. We're not standing in the middle of that pendulum. We're going to stand on kingdom ground. And in so doing, protect ourselves from the coming onslaught of the craziness that's there. Many people are still wandering out here. They're still in the dark. They believe that this next era is going to be a glorious era. And I unfortunately, it's not. It's uh, It may start out that way, but it will lead ultimately to the greatest enslavement of humanity we have ever witnessed. And it's the giving up of our humanity on so many levels. There is this obsession, which I, I really cannot relate to, but it's this obsession of creating tools to do things that otherwise we should be doing. It's like creating an electric skateboard so that you can stand on it and it does the work and we don't. Or an electric scooter that instead of pushing it with your foot, you stand on it and it moves for you. Everything is about having a machine do something for us. An AI to write my to write term papers or an AI to write a letter or AI to write a business plan. The, the question I continually ask is why? What has happened to humanity that we think somehow by something else doing the thinking for us that we're going to be better? And unfortunately, the only answer I come to is that they have so degraded the cognitive capability of humanity and the IQ of humanity, the collective IQ is so low now that people literally turn to AI because it's enjoyable to watch it, do, to know it will do the work that people in their minds say that they can't do. It's a sad state. And it's a state that we're going to have to rail against as we move forward here. But the most powerful piece of all of this is our center point in our relationship with Father God. That means a deep, intimate relationship with him. That means pursuing that at all times. And means that everything we do should be centered, must be centered on prayer and worship. We have to listen, learn to hear his voice and listen to him obediently. Joshua is a great example. He was so obedient to Father. Even in a situation after they sacked Jericho and they lost their blessing of Father God because one of their people decided to steal the things that God told them not to touch. Joshua didn't question God when God told him what he needed to do. He sought God's guidance immediately as to why they lost their blessing. And then he took action. That action ended up taking their family and stoning them to death and burning all their things. We need to be at a level of vigilance with, with God and obedience with God that is unlike anything we have ever seen. And that's how we're going to weather the storm. And we will weather the storm well, but it is not going to be found. The answers to where we're going are not going to be found within the structures that are created by man. Those structures, and this is where we have to also learn patience because this is God's timing, not our timing. And those structures are designed specifically to enslave us, and they're only getting worse. And ultimately, those structures are driven in the back end somewhere by the hand of Lucifer. There's nothing good about this technology era. I wouldn't say nothing. There's very little positive about the technology era they're trying to ram us into. I am, again, I'm not against technologies, but the way that they're trying to engineer it, 
to where we become dependent on the technology system, the technocracy, leaves us disempowered and unable to even think or function without them. That's not the way God created us. If you don't know how to raise animals, if you don't know how to butcher animals, if you don't know how to hunt, if you don't know how to do gardening, if you don't know how to fix your car, if you don't know how to change a tire, if you don't know how to work a ham radio, if you don't know how to uh, fix basic electronics, I mean, get these skills because that's where they are. This is where we are. If you don't know how to clean a rifle, if you don't know how to shoot, if you don't know how to use a bow, if you don't know how to land track, again, get these skills. They're important because we're going to be in an era where this is going to be the defining place of where people are. Those that have the skills will survive. Those that don't have the skills will be herded up and pushed into these compounds, which is the only way I can come up with, mega cities where everything is provided for you and you are simply a slave and servant to the system as long as you are obedient to the system. But the minute that you step out of line for the system, your social credit score drops, you're going to lose your access to things, lose your money, lose your freedoms because you were not a good drone. You were not a good slave. You were not obedient to the system, the AI master, your new God. I only worship one God. And that's the father of hosts, the one true God. And there's no way that I'm going to comply in any way to this new system. And that's what they want us to do. We have a choice, always a choice. As long as we keep that before us and understand that we own the, we control the game board, we have the power, they can never subdue us. But when we give in to their demands and their pressures, we lose. Stay strong, stay focused, be fearless as we go forward. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, we are blessed here today to reflect deeply on the state of affairs, to come together, to consider deeply the things that are challenging us and what challenges set before us. So we just pray today for the many that are out there to have strong hearts, to seek out the knowledge that they need to guide themselves and be strong in this fight, to never bow to evil, to never give in, and to always stay strong in all of this era, knowing that you are with us and through the power of, of our faith and through the power of our reliance on you, that we can bear the storm and get through this easily and, and better yet rise above it. Let us become the overcomers. And so we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Probably the best thing to think about right now is be an overcomer. Don't be someone who bends down and succumbs to the, to the threat. The pressures are going to increase. Financial squeezes are the way they do things. Shortages in food, increased costs of fuel, shortages of fuel. Again, you control the food, you control a nation, or you control a people, sorry. You control the energy, you control a nation, you control a currency, you control the world. And that's the model that they're working off of. So we have to overcome that. That means community locally, means working together locally. It means breaking bread locally. It means building out that relationship in your communities to stand strong and overcome the storm. And we can do that as long as God is in our heart and we walk under that banner of Christ. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward.
Patriots, I'll see you next week. Same time, same place for Bart's FM here right on Brighton TV. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. You know, one of the topics that we, you know, we plan to talk about, um, military medical martial law. That actually ties in to some degree. Yeah. To, I'm, I'm thinking not just military, or you mean military executing martial law upon the people. Militarized martial law. So a lot of this law goes back 50, 60 years even. And what you see is a progression. The use of public health, it's been weaponized in order to suspend our constitutional and human rights. In more recent times, you can look in the National Defense Authorization Act of 2021 and 2022, and what you'll find is that this public health responsibility is being moved from under HHS to the DOD, to the Defense Health Agency. So when they suspend our constitutional rights, that is, in fact, martial law. We've been living under martial law for two years since the pandemic was declared. And there's magic legal words that go with that. And so all we're saying is that now that it's been weaponized, that weapon system is now being moved under the DOD by virtue of the National Defense Authorization Acts. People don't even understand that this is happening, right? So That's right. Like, like that, tomorrow or a week from now, there could be this declaration that, hey, That's uh, right. you're, you're under. By the way, you're under martial law, and so you can – we're suspending all travel. We're suspending – and That's right. Just like like that. And they'll the law enforcement will have yep. to. Well, if they if they go along with it, but but they will technically have to uh, be the enforcement arm. And I'm sure there'll be, be many a, different types. Yeah. Right. A mere sniffle suspicion of a sniffle will be enough to grab somebody involuntarily test them, involuntarily quarantine them. And then, according to the way the legislation is written, um, inoculate them. You know, and there, there's no special thing whether the shot is EUA or not. It just says mandatory shots, mandatory vaccination. All rights are suspended. It comes from the Emergency Powers Act under FDR. And from that point in time, when the emergency powers enacted, all rights are suspended. Um, I want to run something by you. People think that the state of Florida is home free. Hmm. And we've seen some things uh, come down the pipe from the governor, Governor Ron DeSantis. And I don't mean to put you on the spot, but there's one thing that re- there are two things really that bother me that remain in Florida law. One of them is a 2006 law that says that the state of Florida and its agents can force inoculate anyone at yes. any time for any reason. And, and we fought it down here. Uh, but we were told that it was part of another bill and they couldn't get it out. We'd have to bring it out separately. And, uh, Representative Sabatini tried to do that, but he was shut down. I want to move to the second thing that concerns me. There was a, a bill that just came down a few months ago. You're probably aware that from the Florida legislature that DeSantis could have vetoed. However, he not only didn't veto it, he signed it into law. And very simply, this law says that the CDC, I'm going to call it the death protocol, uh, the, the, uh, you know, remdesivir, uh, and remdesivir and the ventilator, you know, process when you get in there, uh, must be adhered to in the state of Florida till June 2023. And I'm thinking to myself, why did he need yeah. to do that? Why did he need to lock it in? Why would he do that? Does he understand what he's doing? Cause frankly, after the whole Trump thing, I'm really getting tired, yes. like a lot of other people, of hearing that he didn't know what he was doing. So yes. what are your legal thoughts? I mean, on why would a any governor, and I'm sure there are other other governors that did that. Yeah. I'm just focused on, but why would they do that? 
Look at the, look at who the biggest donor is. I bet you it's uh, Pfizer. I, they're all like this. They look. I love a lot of the things that Governor DeSantis is doing. What you said is exactly correct. The very laws that I'm warning about right now, the model statutes that take away you know, your your civil rights, your your human rights. Those are in Florida law already, and you're yeah. right. Um, there were people that tried to undo them, and I understand twice the governor um, rejected the opportunity to remove these laws. So you know, let his actions speak for himself. And exactly as you uh, replied into uh, the CDC and keeping emergency powers in place until 2023, that has to do with indemnifications, waivers of, of people's rights to compensation when they've been injured or killed. That's about money, doctor. That's not about law or ethics. There's nothing other than money involved in that. Clearly, we keep trying to find another reason maybe to just maybe avoid the sting. Well, I wasn't joking. Look at, look at, they have to disclose who their money's getting coming from. So I, I bet That's you true. number one donor is Pfizer. Wow. Okay. Anybody out there, please do that research and send it to me at DR Jane Ruby at ProTime. I'm going to do it myself when I get a chance, but maybe somebody will want to, to do that and uh, give us please the documentation. Please let me know. I, sure I will. actually want to know. <laughs> yeah, I, you, you'll be the first person after I hear. Um, I'm looking down through some of the things that we wanted to talk about today. Yeah. Um, or, or do you, do you want to guide us through this or do you want me to just, do you want to just move through it? Well, it, you've done a really great start here, military medical martial law and what that is. And, and it goes hand in hand with some of the executive orders that we're starting to see um, because this applies across the entirety of, of our population. It's moved from, you know, well, let's just genetically engineer our soldiers into let's genetically engineer the planet because everybody that got the mRNA shots has been genetically altered. Certainly if they've had three of them, they were also given HIV uh, vaccine induced AIDS. The, the problem here of course, is that, our government uses exigent circumstances, emergencies to take away people's rights and treat us like chattel. And what I'm saying to you is that now the people that have received the shots probably are technically chattel property to the patent holders. Those rights are gone. And where this all moves is really easy to see because the Biden White House um, has now issued two relatively new uh, executive orders that actually talk about this. You know, one is the executive order on responsible development of digital assets. That's controlling the money supply like China does. This is programmable money. Yeah. And the number two and the, the interplay and number two is the advancing biotechnology and biomanufacturing, which is what we're talking about. This is genetically modified people, let, food, let, everything. Yeah. Let, let's let's take a little time with this, if you don't mind, sure. um, because no. you've been generous enough to send me uh, a, a, a collection of a uh, short collection of materials you just mentioned two of them i want you to know that we have them uh uploaded you know for for the screen so when we oh, when i talk about them my producers will put them up so if you want to take a little more time you want to start with the executive order on ensuring responsible development this was was this this was the most no this was not the most recent one it was the other no one. that was in march that okay. was in March. That's, that's correct. But, but yeah, so anyway, the, this is where effectively the government, the central bank, will be issuing cryptocurrency. The, the master plan, according to the um, agenda for the 21st century and agenda 2030, in other words, the owners of this world, are doing this in every single country, and it's programmable money. So people have this mistaken impression that the blockchain provides some level of anonymity to transactions. It does not. Um, every uh, single okay. transaction mm. is, is tracked. There is no anonymity. In fact, you might remember the truckers, you know, earlier this year, last year in, in Canada, you know, when Trudeau wanted to stop them and send a message, he actually turned off their crypto accounts, even though those accounts were outside of Canada. 
They can literally turn your money on and off if they want to. It's like a switch on a, on a light. Not only that, but they can actually program the money. So if you're not allowed to leave, you know, five miles away from your home, as happens with the Chinese often, your, your money simply won't work if you're one foot past five miles away from your home. They can restrict what types of things that you'll be able to buy. Too much meat, doctor. I'm sorry. You, your carbon footprint's too high. So you can go over there and you can buy some cardboard if you want, but there's no meat for you this month. It's complete control. Um, and, and it, it goes hand in hand, the money with actually the, as a payment system with the biotechnology we're talking about, because they will be able to program this, um, to also keep track of carbon footprint so if you are expelling too much carbon dioxide because you went on a hike it will be deducted you know in your wallet because your body is your wallet right this is part of the infrastructure that they were building and Moderna actually admitted to they were installing a hardware system with these shots and that's why we're looking at people differently now you might look at a Bill Gates patent and I think I sent that to you as well it's it's talking about using people as batteries and cloud computing nodes what it also talks about is how do you exchange money? How do one exchange this medium of exchange uh, and electronically? And it is through this very blockchain technology that already exists. And the White House now rolled out in March of uh, this year. So in, in terms of totalitarian control, it will be down to the cellular cellular level. Um, by virtue of the technology that they've actually put into people already. I, I wanted to go back um, this uh Bill Gates, uh, I see a patent for methods and systems of prioritizing treatments, vaccination testing. That's, is that, is that the, that's Bill a different one. Okay. No, that's, that's the trace and track one. So you're, that one does go hand in hand. You're living I, you'll this. See yeah. You're living oh, yeah, this every okay, day. Yeah. So I know I understand. <laughs> I, I, um, I see, I don't want to, I don't want to just jumble around these documents. Okay. I'd like to go through them systematically. So, um, we've, we've, you'll gone see on. there's one called Bill Gates battery. Okay. Uh, there's, we've, we've looked at the executive order on ensuring responsible development of digital assets. And essentially you're warning yeah. us that that is not to protect us about cryptocurrency. I want people to understand no, it is not. that is to lay the foundation. Okay. And then, um, I'm, we're, then, then you, you brought up the second one, the Bill Gates patent. Uh, this guy just yeah. shows up everywhere. How did he yep. get so integrated with the DOD? Is it, is it, is it just his billions and, and he's willing? No. No, it's all part of the plan. It's a, it, they call it themselves. It's a public private partnership. So if you study the Organization for Economic and Cooperative Development, which is effectively the one world government, the regulator for the one world government, it's been in existence for a very long time. The United States is just waking up to it. Outside the United States, they've already harmonized everybody's laws. Their ICD codes, their the legal, the tax, um, everything is already done. Every country's got the exact same stuff. My point in saying that, is that money is now the next one, right? So every country will have the exact same digital currency, and it's a move to a Soviet model economy, doctor, whereby it's an oligarchy, oligopoly. The government is involved in, in business, and business is involved in government, and then it's got a charitable side, charitable thing on the side, and that's where Bill Gates was participating. He got free grant money from the government, and then right. he distributed that money where it needed to go to fulfill the mission of Agenda 21, the elimination of private property rights, the elimination of sovereignty, right? That, that's one world government stuff there, and a 95% reduction of the world's population. We're in that right now. Except for people like him who are part of it. That's right. They or, exempted themselves. Right. And so you don't believe for a moment 
that people like Bill Gates or Robert Malone or anybody else took this shot who understands no. what it is. Okay. Well, they, they, they gave themselves the right not to. The entirety of the executive branch, the judiciary, and Congress allowed themselves exemptions from the shots. Of course, they didn't take them. CDC and NIH as well. Right, right. Um, they, they wouldn't do it in, in their right minds. Okay. Well, we're back in an incredible discussion with attorney Todd Callender about transhumanism and so much more today. So Todd, welcome back. And to this second segment, I'm glad that we have the luxury of extra time with you today. Well, while we were on the break really quickly, you made an incredible summation point that I'd like you to share with the audience. It'll be our spring off point for the rest of the discussion. Sure. If, if you go to the executive order on in, ensuring uh, responsible development of digital assets towards the bottom of the page, it's, it starts with we must take strong steps to reduce the risks digital assets could pose to consumers, investors, business protection, stability. And it, and it goes on to say national security, including items such as climate change and pollution and to usher in this new uh, new era of innovation. What I wanted to impart is that this is really saying that they're going to control money at the cellular level, whether that's plants or animals or us is almost irrelevant. All forms, all mediums of exchange will be down to the cellular level what, by virtue of this. What do you mean by cellular level? Meaning that, as, let's do an, an example. So let us assume that you are now one of these humble board genesis and all, all medium of exchange is through digital assets your body will actually be tracked for purposes of carbon credits. So you get your universal basic income of $1,500 a month. But if you go on a hike, there's an expenditure of, of uh, carbon dioxide, and that will deduct money from your UBI. But if you're a good girl and you eat cardboard and God knows what else that they want you to do, you'll get it back. So it's really a function of, of debits and credits based not only on what it is you're doing, but what your body is actually doing naturally. And if you become one of Bill Gates' computing nodes in the cloud um, computing and your brain is used for this purpose, you'll get credits for that. But if you are traveling somewhere, then they're going to deduct it. All I'm saying is that the medium of exchange will be tied to the cellular level of your body. That's Literally. the plan. Literally. Literally. Todd, who's at the top of the food chain? Um, the Bank for International Settlements. More than the so DOD? The for, More than above the DOD? Absolutely. Okay. Though they own governments. The Bank of International Settlements owns all of the central banks on this planet, save three, including the IMF, the World Bank, Ebert, Ibert, all of them. So if you control the, the money supply, if you're able to create money out of thin air on computer digits in every country on the planet, then you control all of the resources, right? Because people will exchange their resources for money. Whether it's the energy supply, the food supply, the water supply, they own all of it. Right? And it might be that we get to participate in some of that economy, but at the end of the day, they own the controlling shares. So the owners of this, this uh, world, right? they own governments, they own militaries. All we are are just pawns, and, and, and frankly, chattel is a good thing, but, but also cattle. We're, we are livestock to what it is they're doing. And this who, is proof who, of that. Who are these people? Well, the, of course, it's, it's shrouded in secrecy, but we have pretty good uh, information that it's the, a combination of the Rothschild family, the Vatican, and the, what was the queen, the monarchy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All well, of it Charles is in, stepping up. Charles seems to be stepping up. Precisely. But you look at the, you look, Britain never gave away its, its country. The sun never set on the British Empire was the same because they owned so many colonial, 
colonies around the world. That never changed. They just gave a new name to them, the Commonwealth countries. And if you don't believe me, look at the oath of office for any prime minister in any one of the 111 Commonwealth countries, mm. including India. And you, what you will find is that it's an oath to the queen. Mm. So mm-hmm. if, if you own all the land in the world, effectively, or between them and the Vatican, and then the Rothschilds own the money supply, they own it all. And they're not going to give it up. All right, a bunch of us peasants rising up um, to take back our planet. You know, it's going to have to be all of us because they own governments, they own militaries, they own resources. And you're seeing it now, right? They're paying people, they're paying farmers to turn the crops over in their field. They're paying them 150% of the market price for their goods to destroy it. All of the livestock are now being starved, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, and you, how many meatpacking plants have burned? I think mm-hmm. it's 200 of them. They're cutting off the food supply. You look at the at the oil supply. You have a nice big war going on in Ukraine, and, and now Europe can't get Russian fuel. The same is applying here. I'm sure you've seen your cost of fuel go up. That is all by design for the purpose of driving us into this economy. They cannot introduce this. They can't introduce the genetic modification or let us know that they're doing it right. until they control us. And that's what this is about. They're yeah. making us desperate to agree it. Yeah, to bring us to our knees. I mean, it, that that's was a right. very, really unusual disclosure some time back by the, I think it was a CEO or some kind of C-suite from, uh, from Bayer. The guy said, you know, we could never, you know, tell people we're going to, Ask them That's if they right. want to be, you know, shot up with a gene changing. Nobody would have gone for it. Um, people right. are not ready for this, Todd. They have to be because it's already happened. I, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but we're kind of going a little bit off, you know, the, the rail, but, uh, there was a Franciscan monk. I'm trying to remember his name, brother, somebody. He, he seemed to be in alignment, understanding, very aware months ago what was happening. And his whole position was, um, you're probably, you're going to see at some point this thing unfold and the numbers are going to get impossible to. Yeah. And he said, when those who are left realize what's been done to them, what you, what you just referred to, realizing what their government did and executed on, he said, they're going to, there's going to be a portion of the time in his, in his estimation where they will go after, you know, not us yes. who tried to save them, but, you know, authorities and, you know, representatives and, and all that. And he, he said, I just love this, Todd. I'm sorry. He just said, you know what? And our role at that point will be just to step out of the way. Just step yeah. out of the way. I, I fear that, that, that that's true, actually. And I think that's also part of the plan, right? The, the owners don't care how chaos happens. In mm. fact, their mantra is ordo ab cow, order out of chaos. They don't care what happens if it's a nuclear exchange or what the friar talked about. Um, because they need to destroy our system so fundamentally to roll in their new system that we would accept it. So our obligation, and I disagree with them slightly on this, is as people come to become mm-hmm. angry and understand this, we have to preserve the law that's been in place the whole time our country's there, which is people are entitled to a trial. Right? Yes. We've, I, now, I, I take the position that they're only entitled to a military trial because we are in a war, and, and those are military tribunals mm-hmm. just like it was in 1946. However, everybody should get a trial, fair trial, and be judged by their peers. And I'm, I volunteer to prosecute these things mm-hmm. um, because if we devolve where our society doesn't give people the right to be heard, then our society is actually gone. We have to preserve the constructs. Welcome to the second hour of Radio 5G that is going to be played on the April 5th show for the first time. Uh, it's pre-recorded. Mark 
Mark Joseph is with me, and you just heard. Let me see. Who do we just play? Bards. Now, Bards FM. Does he have a name? I don't know what his name it's, is. It's uh, Scott Kesterson, but Bards oh, FM is right. the site. And that 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 recording is from the 18th. So I know it's to me it's way back and dated since things are moving so fast, but it's still relevant, which is amazing considering, you know how every day there's something wild going on. And then you had the Stu Peters production with Dr. Judy uh, Ruby, uh, Dr. Ruby, and um, uh, the calendar. What's his first name? Todd. Jeez. Todd. Yeah. Which is is was just uh, kind of filled in some more of it. You know, I mean this whole what do they call it now? Uh, the central. Let me get this right. Central digital currency. Now, how do they say it? What is it? Central, central bank. Central bank digital current currency. Central bank digital currency. So you'll hear that CBDC. The marijuana. I, yeah, right, right. You know, That's I what kept Catherine getting said. Confused. Don't use CBDC because people think it's marijuana. It's marijuana. Yeah. But DeSantis, uh, to his credit, he was the first guy to bring up some kind of thing to go against CBDCs in the country. I'm pretty sure. Yes. So huge yes. credit to him on that. And he didn't say CBDC. I know Tucker said it, but um, he called it B- Big Brother's Digital Currency, which is really smart to do. I, I forget who, who mentioned that specifically, but credit to them. I think it was Kevin. Big that's- Brother's Digital Currency. Okay. <laughs> yes. Now, we, we talked just before we, we started this portion of it. I have a clip, <clears throat> excuse me, from, um, well, it was it was not too long ago. I mean, like last week. And it's Ron DeSantis. And the reason that people were, it was trending, the clip was trending, was because he was standing up for uh, Donald Trump in this crazy-ass political indictment thing that they've got going. And he's discussing that. But then he went into a very interesting uh, way that in, in his defense, I agree, I'm from Florida, I agree that, that there are those laws that are on the books that are very worrisome. Uh, Trump has gone after him. There's been a lot of rumors that he's really a black hat, but if he's a black hat, he sure does a lot of good white hat stuff. And so I'd like to just take the time to play that clip uh, in defense of DeSantis. Let, let, let's, let's let DeSantis, you know, talk about something that's important to him and it's only like you know under 10 minutes so are you ready to hear it roll it yeah okay yes ma'am yes ma'am hi uh, megan from the florida standard uh we wanted to know what your thoughts are on the rumored trump indictment and if you have any role in it um if charges are brought on him will you have any role in extradition to new york so I've seen rumors swirl. I have not seen any facts uh, yet, and so I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know this. The, the Manhattan district attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor. And so he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors, they weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. He has downgraded over 50 percent of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time 
for the vast, vast majority of crimes. And what we've seen in Manhattan is we've seen the, sky, the, the crime rate go up and we've seen citizens become less safe. And so you're talking about this situation with and look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago uh, to try to use something about porn star hush money payments, you know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office. And uh, I think that that's fundamentally wrong. I also think it's important to point out when you're talking about these Soros-funded prosecutors, yes, they may do a high-profile politicized prosecution, uh, and that's bad, but the real victims are ordinary New Yorkers, ordinary Americans in all these different jurisdictions, that they get victimized every day because of the reckless political agenda that these Soros DAs bring to their job. They ignore crime and they empower criminals, and that hurts people. It hurts a lot of people every single day. These Soros district attorneys are a menace to society, and I'm just glad that I'm the only governor in the country that's actually removed one from office during my tenure. And in terms of um, our, 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 we are not involved in this, won't be involved in this. Uh, I have no interest in getting involved in some type of manufactured circus by some Soros DA. OK, he's trying to do a political spectacle. He's trying to virtue signal for his base. Uh, I've got real issues I got to deal with here in the state of Florida. We're obviously shutting down uh, CBDC, which is important. We've got so many things pending in front of the legislature. Uh, I've got to spend my time on issues that actually matter to people. Uh, I can't spend my time uh, worrying about uh, things, uh, things of that nature. So, so we're not going to be involved in it in any way. Um, I'm fighting for Floridians and I'm fighting back against Biden. That's what I do every single day. Well, look, I mean, I think SVB was was a little bit unique. I mean, this was the average deposit at SVB, I think, was uh, millions of dollars. Right. What's the average bank account in the United States? It's probably about five or six thousand dollars. And so these are very high powered individuals, a lot of them involved with venture capitalists. And this was kind of the bank of choice that people would go to. So these are very sophisticated people. Uh, they made decisions to put put their money there. I can tell you this. If you look back at their financials at SVB, this was not something that, that should have been a surprise. I mean, you saw what the strategy was in terms of where they had put so much money. I think part of what happened was they got so many deposits flowed in once COVID happened that their bank you know, really, really got bigger. But there was mismanagement on part of the bank. And it wasn't just because the interest rates were, were rapidly uh, uh, increased. Yeah, that, that had a lot to do with it. Clearly, if the Fed would have identified the inflation earlier, they could have probably done this with a lot less pain. But you also have to look at, I mean, there was trillions of dollars printed, trillions of dollars appropriated by Congress over the last several years. Uh, this was going to happen to where you were going to have an inflationary period. There's just no way you can do that. There's no free lunch. 
I mean, if we could just print money to solve all the world's problems, why would we even show up? I mean, let's just let them print. We'll just sit at home, you know, hang out all day. What? It just doesn't work. And so there's going to have to be uh, a reckoning. And the question is, should that reckoning be imposed on average people where the banks are, are held, um, you know, where they get special benefits and special bailouts? Or should some of these banks who've made bad decisions be the ones? And, and I just think that when you're having an economy, uh, ultimately to, to do a bailout like that, it's going to cause more problems in the long term than, than it's solving. Uh, no matter how this stuff shakes out. So I do think that uh, you're seeing this across regional banks. You know, Florida wasn't necessarily a focal point, but I mean, there's obviously banks here. The whole sector has gone down. Uh, some of that, I think, is is fear, uh, but some of that is is a realization that when you have the, the rate hikes the way they've gone, a lot of these banks were invested in, in very low-yield, long-term uh, bonds, and the result has been uh, the balance sheet has been upended. Where's that? So they did an executive order to do like a study of it. And the idea was that I think most people assume that there was going to be some study that is returned that that advocates for it. And then the issue would be, is that something that Congress would ever adopt or could they just try to do it through the Fed without Congress being involved? You know, we've we've evolved into a constitutional system where uh, you have the federal government kind of just does things that it wants to do regardless of whether Congress actually appropriates that. That is not the way our system was designed. That's not the way you have a government that's accountable to the public. But we have vast swaths of power that are being exercised over our society from the Fed, Treasury, FDIC, the administrative state, uh, that none of these people are elected. None of these people are really accountable. Congress doesn't hold them accountable. We know that. Uh, and so I think that that's very, very dangerous. And so I think they would have to do this through Congress, but I wouldn't put anything past them. And I think if enough states come up and say no, I think it's going to be really difficult for Congress to ever uh, enact something like this uh, by statute. Then the issue will be is if they try to do it administratively, what are our recourses there? And, and, and believe me, Florida would fight back uh, if that were ever to come to pass. Yes. How else are you planning to protect um, Floridians' pockets, especially in the face of FPL rate hikes and stuff like that? Because this whole digital dollar is all talking about protecting Floridians' pockets. What other uh, plans? So, yeah, no, I think it's a great question. I mean, you know, this is this is protecting your autonomy. This is protecting your freedom to make decisions. We don't want a central bank circumscribing your decisions. And we want to make sure that you have access to your money. Now, in terms of dealing with some of the, the pressures that we're seeing in terms of the inflation, which, again, was not transitory, uh, it's still there, uh, it's still hitting people, we're going to do uh, the biggest tax relief that we've ever done in Florida history. So we already did a, a big uh, uh, reduction for tolls for our commuters, which you know affects different parts of the state differently because some places have a lot, some places don't. Uh, but it's a fixed cost and really makes it difficult for commuters. So people are happy with that, that they've gotten those reduced by 50%. Now we're going to do a big tax package. In Florida, we're going to say for here on out permanently, no tax on any baby items. And so diapers, wipes, strollers, cribs, clothes for babies, that's on you. You get to do it. And the government's not going to tax you at all for that. And if you think about it, those are costs that you have to do. Like, you know, when you have a young child, like you need diapers, like there's just no way around that. They go through them. you got to do this stuff. And so I think it's going to end up being really, really good. We're also going to do 
permanent sales tax exclusion for over-the-counter pet medications. Uh, we're going to do a, a one-year sales tax holiday for a bunch of different things, all youth sports equipment, tax-free. We're going to do all pet food tax-free for, for one year. Uh, we're going to do a whole host of other tax relief so that you think about as a consumer the things that you have to spend money on. You got to spend money on your family and on your pets. Like there's no real way around that. You're going to be able to do a lot of that tax free. And so that's going to save people uh, hundreds of dollars. I think the average family, maybe even more, depending on how many kids you have, how many pets you have. So we're, we're excited about that. I think that that's going to be some some uh, much needed relief uh, for the people in the state of Florida. Okay, everybody, it was so good to see you guys. I want to come back next time. It's a little bit warmer, maybe, and we'll, uh, we'll go and have a good time. But God bless you all. Okay, so Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. Any comments, Mark? No, that Mark? was good. Like, no, that was um, good. Like, um, it's a good contrast, a good to, contrast what, to what um, I'm echoing over there. Uh, it's a good contrast to what, I mean, I'm here on the West Coast, and then you're there, you know, free estate. Uh, so it's great that we have, you know, the canary in the coal mine of, of what's ideal. Um, I mean, what we've been here, I mean, as far as his, his uh, uh, back and forth with, is he going to run for, for next year or not? Um, that's an interesting thing, too. But local is where it counts, and... He's been leading the way as far as uh, um, those things that matter to people, you know, right to their their county, and and that's what Barge has been overemphasizing uh, weekly in his current events updates. I don't l really listen to the Fishers of Men or the other stuff, but um, uh, it does come down to uh, changing yourself and then changing what's around you, because you can't really do much with state and and federal unless you. You know, you have like children's health defense and work with them and those kinds kinds of groups. So, um, and the CBDC thing, uh, Catherine Fitz was saying like, don't use that that uh, acronym because people who don't know about it and you want to um, bring them up to speed, it's they're gonna think it's marijuana. So it's it's the Big Brother digital currency, and how that'll, I mean, kind of an echo chamber here, but just just what like what Calendar was talking about. And all that encompasses that, and the and the layers. So, um, yeah, yeah, commend them for for that. But uh, it's it's nice with the, it's good uh, along with the concurrent stuff of um, you know, uh, uh, Trump supporters um, rallying at his events. So that that's been fun to see. Where kind of a spectator sports angle of 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 what Barge is talking about the pendulum, you know, of, of uh, good cop bad cop. The pendulum definitely swung to Trump with this indictment. I understand that he's getting a tremendous number of uh, donations. And he went from, he's still at the top, but very close to DeSantis to 70% now in some of the polls. Of course, I don't trust polls. Nobody trusts polls, but we always talk about them. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, well, I... You know, as far as Florida goes, <clears throat> I've lived here well most of my life, and the concept that that you see continually being reflected in 
particularly like uh, Fox News, a lot of the Fox people have moved down to Florida or they'll do events in Florida. And they all have this real love for it because we represent a freer feeling place. I mean, we're surrounded with water, (laughs) you know. It's sunny all the time. We do have, you know, hurricanes and stuff, but we seem to be able to manage them. So it's just a place that people feel really comfortable uh, coming to. And so, but we can get kind of like drawn into feeling comfortable. You know, I mean, I find myself going, oh, I'm so glad I live in the state of Florida. But on the other side of it, if you wanted to be thinking really conspiratorial kind of concepts of, you know, what would the black hats do? And I think we mentioned this, or I've talked about it before, but it's the idea that if you get all the, the awake and aware people to move to the state of Florida, and it's a trap. I mean, who was it that was talking about all the uh, influx of of uh, people from all over the world into the United States? What is it, four million, five million of them? You know, that they're being brought into a, essentially, a, a place where now they can get, those those millions of people can become controlled because they're off, off they're about to control everything. So, I mean, every place you look, there's conspiracy. And Bards FM, God bless him, he um, he doesn't seem to give much credence to mankind having anything to do with, you know, <clears throat> getting ourselves out of the mess we're in. And he keeps uh, wanting to go to the religious and spiritual side, which I agree with. Um, I believe that that in, I believe that in Christianity, there's there's the teachings are so very good. But at the same time, I worry about us going the other way. You know, well, Jesus will save us. Well, God will save us. Is that what the game's about? Somebody to save us? I really think we need to focus on ourselves. If they're there, great. But I'm firmly convinced that, you know, there are things that can be done. Like DeSantis, I mean, oh, yeah. Who gets punished the most? People with children, people with pets in an inflationary environment. You know, if you're you're living by yourself, you can say, well, I won't go to the expensive restaurant. I won't buy the expensive food, you know. But how are you going to explain it to your children or your pets that you can't feed them anymore? You don't have any money. And to be able to give that little break to acknowledge that part of the society. There are so many good things and easy things that could make the fixes. And I don't I don't see it as doom and gloom. I think of it as, as an opportunity for humanity to step up and say, look, at first off, no more of this BS. You know, I got no contract with this takeover, this totalitarian crap put America in the suit. I don't have any contract with that. And if enough people of us say that, well, then it's not going to happen. Reality is what you think it is. But more importantly, they need our agreement to it. And if we don't agree to it, then it doesn't happen. And I think that if we just look at the, the vaccines and how many people did not fall for it, did not get the vaccinations, 
they didn't anticipate that many people being awake, in my opinion. Over to you. Yeah, yeah, up on that. that. Uh, People want to listen to Pam Popper's uh, podcast interviews for the actual numbers. Um, Most people didn't get the injection. It's like it's less than 40 percent, even in Biden counties. And that was known for um, a couple of years now. Uh, so just look her up in her podcast interviews, and then she she lays down how she found it because the data was public. They with shots that were uh, um, thrown away, not used, and and but she she laid, laid down the structured detail. So um, it's only forty percent of the population. Less than less than. But uh, that's clarify. what I, I go ahead. Yeah. Um, so. Or was it so diamond? I forget which one of the diamond and silk. Um, you know who they are, right? The two black ladies who are, who have you know Trump helped them get to prominence, and they're good podcasters. So one of them died, um, and so Trump went to the funeral and helped pay for it. And so on um, Infowars, uh, I think it was Diamond admitted uh, that she did not get the shot. Uh, um, but she had a blood clot thing going on for um, way back when, and it, it resurfaced. And so she admitted that this is a transfection shedding thing. Um, so that's pretty eye-opening, where you sort of get the injection when you didn't get the injection. Uh, and then now, i got to read this thing. So obviously, we got to have layers of protection. Um, I make sure I have more than one. So Shungite, I mean, what I personally use is Shungite. Um, uh, mysticalwares.com uh, the, the cosmic silver that's that's their most uh, uh, potent one um, plus I have um, Walt's resonators, Shungite resonators but I also use Nanosoma uh, spray, Carrie Cassidy had, through her, I, I'm using like these products she, she had talked about so that's how I found Shungite and then she interviewed somebody on Nanosoma and the founder of that um he was not allowed, he's like in his 70s, wasn't allowed to see his granddaughter unless he got the shot. So he had had this this um, oh, immune system booster spray, basically, uh, of uh, polycosinol. Um, and so he got the J&J shot. I mean, he does the spray every day, um, and it was fine. And, and then you could go on YouTube and, and check out his interviews on the benefits of that. And then the next one after that is the Root brand I started taking, and... Um, the effects in the past month were because uh, it takes out parasites and heavy metals and 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 does the same thing what Denosoma does but better according to them uh, and I'm probably gonna keep uh, taking it because I've been trying it out and so I've been fine because I, I go to regular socials where you have a crowded room in the club of people you know like a Wednesday night here in, in where I'm at um, I go like at least once a week and I'm fine you know, because I do these protocols every every uh, um, every day. But back to what you're talking about is, um, I agree that you don't have to keep going to faith and one's uh, religion. It's almost like a way of giving your power away. But the last hour that you just played is about an overemphasis of local action and self-action. What you can personally do, like the prepper stuff, right? And I want to highly recommend people listen to his interview with Chris Ann Hall from 
a few weeks ago. Um, I'm surprised you don't comment on her more, Nancy. She's from Florida and has been traveling the country teaching uh, people that um, local action is where it counts and where you can make the most difference. And and she has a, a documentary on it on her site, um, Liberty Action Now, something like that, or just type in her name, Chris Ann is one word, K-R-I-S-A-N-N. Um, and so, what was she talking about? Oh yeah, the thing, it was a really good, because she, she talked to, to, to Bards. And What's her last name? What's her last name? H-A-L-L. H-A-L-L. I yeah, she's giving that. the power back to Sheriff, so when she was doing the, um, uh, I mean, she's never home. She, you know, four days out of the year, she's always traveling to teach people where on the day of these um, uh, workshops, teaching sheriffs what they're supposed they're more defenders than enforcers and that they were able to change policy during the workshop. And they, they felt, you know, like, you know, we're not we're not told what what. Uh, what's going on? And so, like, because she's a constitutional lawyer. And so what they teach you in law school is the opposite of what the Constitution shows. So. So it's, she goes to teach the the sheriffs what absolutely. their rights and what yeah. their duties are. You know, that is so typical of the federal government that people are put into jobs, they're told what it is, but they they don't access the actual regulations. And it's pathetic that you have to have an outsider do the research and then tell you about it because if you were to do if you were people just they assume that what they were told is true. It's like the climate crisis. They assume the science is right, but it's not. And the scientists that were originally falling for it hadn't done their due diligence to check the science they were being told. And it's the same situation, you know, in the sheriff's things, because this has been brought up again a, a number of times, how powerful the sheriffs are. But then you see sheriffs not doing what they're supposed to have the right the the duty to do so this is amazing yes i will definitely chris ann hall chris ann hall okay I mean, i'm going to send you the link so i mean a lot of your shows are about current events so this is a huge one because her story was she's going to law school and then her boss found out or um i forget what it was but she went to law school and then worked in a firm or something and her boss found out on her own time she was teaching people about the constitution she got fired because the boss didn't like what she was doing. And and because of that, like eight years ago, she was able to start this program in these the school and go travel the country and teaching people what you're not being told. The complete opposite. So I'm only I'm not even halfway through the interview and it's really it's really good. So um Oh I'm yeah, yeah, send, yeah. Send it to me because um for all I know, we'll use it next week on uh, other voices for Radio Five G. You know, and maybe maybe we can get her on the show at some point just because, I, I, you know, I, I've got Mona Radler now on Say What Show uh, every week. Well, until Jan, Jan's going to be there. For, Jan's moving to Great Britain and um, back, ho- back home, in quotes. And um, so she's going to, it's late there to do the Say What show. So maybe it'll be Mona. But I, Mona was one of those people as a young mother who, in the state of Florida, who realized the dangers of fluoride. And she tried to 
go to the government and government officials and explain it. And that was before the internet. That was before anybody was, there's a fluoride organization now. Before any of that, this one mom who was concerned about her own kids, you know, started the fight. And she is like a hero to me. And, you know, so it is, it's the individual taking the time to do the research because people in government, I can't tell you how many times, give you an example, okay? FEMA was paying for a flood that I had here. I have flood insurance, I had a flood, FEMA was paying for it. And this woman, this little nobody, is rejecting my claim. And she said, well, the the uh, cupboards that you had look just like the cupboards you have now. And I said, yes, because I liked them. I just simply replaced them with the same thing, you know. And she's arguing with me. And I said, why don't, why, let, let, me, let me show something to you in, in your SOP. What's an SOP, Standard Operating Procedure? And I read her, her own regulation. And she had no idea the book even existed. A supervisor at ATF, same situation. Why are you quoting that to me? Because I'm reading your own SOP. Oh, I don't have a copy of that. Can you send it to me? This is insane. So there are laws and regulations that are there, but they're just being discarded. Just, you know, never mind, never mind. So if we can just get back to the original Constitution and a lot of the laws that came about because of that, I, I, for me, <clears throat> you go to the Civil War, anything after the Civil War, you throw in the trash bin. Just throw it in the trash bin. And you keep the original laws and regulations, and then one by one, you look at them and you go and you make something, a law that they, we need in this kind of an environment, in, 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 a, in a totally different place. Because I was told by uh, uh, one of the high, highest esteemed uh, educators in the, in the United States in the 70s, uh, he came into the University of Massachusetts Education Department, he completely revamped it, and this was a very well-known education department. And I said to him, I said, why did you take it apart like that? And he said, because it's much easier to take everything away and then put back the good stuff than it is to take the bad stuff out one at a time. So for all that's happening, um, all the ups and the downs and the weirdness and stuff, this is a good time to be in because we're cleaning house. And we have, you know, I, I was one of those people that said, we can do this in a very short period of time. We don't have to go through all this. Well, apparently I was wrong <laughs> because this is getting kind of like, uh, First off, it's starting to get boring. <laughs> you know, there's all this stuff happening, but, you know, yes, it's just more of the same stuff. Drama and lies and and uh, just drama. <clears throat> so, I don't know, Mark. Yeah, I mean, how much more can you ramp stuff up? Um, it, it's like, I like listening to the, the Proud Boys founder, Gavin McGinnis, uh, when he gets interviewed. Um, where he was saying, what is the, the bottom of the left? Like, how far down can they go? There's no bottom, right? That's what we've been saying. And he was saying that years ago. And, and so, um, back to what Bars was saying of this, this um, pendulum thing, 
of good cop, bad cop, it's that Hegelian dialectic of divide and conquer. Like when you get people just that, that kind of distraction. So with the um, indictment, what is that distracting from? You know, you always have to ask that question whenever something's put in your face. So uh, I forget who was saying it, maybe Jim Willie, but um, I, I've been following some of these more uh, um, breakthrough uh, financial um, commentators like Greg Manorino, where, uh, what is it, um, in two weeks, you know, people are, more countries are going into the BRICS and, and dropping the dollar. That's the big thing. So that's why there's that, that, that uh, highlighting emphasis of get more food, you know, a couple of weeks, a month, um, silver, things like that, just, just prepper stuff, right? So, and, and that thing about, you know, the, if people get, um, what do you call it, like the, over, the overemphasis of religion, it's about getting to your center and core and taking personal action um, and to have safety nets, right? So, and, and using your intuition also. Um, so like what, I mean, I try to look at what silver is doing every single day and it's continually going up. So I've been buying for years and not huge, but just, just something when something happens, I mean, everybody's saying, you know, using that word, uh, uh just get silver on you rather than I, I chose not to do the depositing, but just to have it on hand. Um, I mean, we're, we're seeing how crazy the laws are changing, right? So uh, force majeure, I think, was the term where if you try to get your money off of these depo uh, depositors or like these these um, where you go to put your silver, if force majeure happens, I think Mike Adams was talking about this a couple of weeks ago, you can't have access to it, like some kind of emergency thing, war or something. So, um, I mean, I even put a little money in, in, in Bitcoin and Coinbase and Coinbase is compromised, right? They're, they're working with establishment. Uh, and so what was it Bars was talking about? Um, we're being replaced with hybrids and the quantum AI and, 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 and over-reliance of that. And, and this, this technological freight train we're moving towards. So having things in physical, right? Because, you know, that thing about not necessarily an EMP strike, but, you know, you have the blackouts here and there. I've been having it too around where I live. Uh, Weather-wise, things have finally calmed down, but when, when is it going to come back? Um, the things are finally getting warmer here where I'm at and then the rains stopped more or less. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I think... Let me, let, yeah, let, let me look at the silver thing, okay? First off, one time I asked my guides, I said, why is it that so many light workers are having financial difficulties? And the response, uh, I always know it's them because it took me by surprise. They said, well, it's to keep them from getting the curse and I said what and it was like okay here's the story money has a curse associated with it so you get money and you say to yourself oh I've got this little stash of silver all right now what happens to you or, or I've got money in the bank or I've got stocks or any of this you know you're calling it yours you've got control over it once you do that you've made a contract with that money and you're saying to the money and to the universe I've got to protect what I've got and I've got to make more with it. Okay, so the 
the way to really step into your metaphysical self so you don't get the curse is to say, I make a tremendous amount of money. In other words, it's not my money, it's the universe's energy. But I make a lot of it because making it means it comes to me and then I take it and I put it someplace else. I keep it moving. I don't take ownership of it. And everything that you need or, or want really in your life will be provided for because you are in sync with the cosmic reality of energy flow. And if you stop the energy flow and you say, no, it's mine, well, boom, you stop the energy flow. If you participate in that, you will always be comfortable. As far as <clears throat> the people that are, are like yourself, you know, uh, getting a hold of gold and silver and all the, the things like that, there's a record that you bought it. And if anything, we have to look to history to see what they did in the 30s with the gold. They made sure that everybody gave up their gold, took their gold away from them. Now, then they had to convince everybody that they had to do it. So it was, you give us your gold and we'll pay you the money, the market price for it at the time. But if you don't and we find out you're hoarding it, again, illegal law, um, then we're going to uh, confiscate it and fine you and maybe put you in prison. That happened in the 30s. That's why all of the gold that people had, you know, in, in currency. And I think you could only keep them. I think there was a limitation even on how much jewelry gold you could have. But right now, and I'm not sure if pawn, pawn shops are making, they probably got receipt things happening. But right now, if you want to have that kind of security in a way that they can't get at you or it's going to be more difficult to get at you, go buy gold jewelry. Buy it and put it aside. Buy silver jewelry. You know, when it all falls apart, that's what's going to be your currency. Not the little gizmos of silver and gold you've got, because they'll take it away from you. I guarantee it. So, you know, don't hesitate to buy yourself a gold chain. Put your money where it can be converted after the fact. And I think that there's, <clears throat> there might, you know, I don't know, because I never know. Who's got the records of different, you know, pawn shops or, you know, just people that want to sell their gold, you know, jewelry, you know, put it out there. I buy, I'll buy some, you know, your jewelry because there's a lot of people that need to do that because they need the money. Why not give it to you? And then there's no receipts. There's nothing. It happened between two strangers. Just uh, my paranoia. Let me put it here that way. <laughs> but I also think that, you know, if you absolutely stand in your in your power as a representative of God. I mean, that's our source. Our source is God, whatever God is. And for all I know, it's some quantum computer. I don't know what it is. But I do believe that wherever that en whatever that energy is, it's good. It's pure. It's love. It's doing creation to, to teach and have fun. I mean, if you, go, you knew everything and you were all powerful, it might be boring. No, not if you just say, let's, let's see what happens, you know, and you start putting out your energy and your energy is is creating all sorts of like me and you and all the people listening to this we're all being created by that one source it's a love source as long as you believe it's a love source if you think that well it's really demonic and evil and all that sort of thing well then that's what's going to come into your reality because reality is what you think it is and 
<clears throat> so to me the, the the simplest clearest way that i use to get keep myself on track is would god have done that <laughs> you know i want to be a good representative of the god force i want to show the good side of the god force the nice side of the god force the, the side that will look at evil and and not be tainted by it that will have plenty of money and not fall under the curse so that's just my my view there yeah adding to that it's um going i, I like the emphasis of, of analog um going to things of, of physicality and bards did mention um his application of uh independent they call it um therapies so i like that he mentioned the infrared sauna scalar healing and, and massage so this is also about local networking decentralization and developing what's within your reach rather than cell phone uh internet and and, that, and, and whatever reaches from that so uh, i mean i got to work on that too um i don't have a satellite phone but um you know we we all got to take steps in how to like a plan b and c for those things um and i like his his um, mention of stewardship and conservation and how to protect from the coming onslaught uh, um, because the, everything is a, a lot a lot of things are about what was it um having machines do everything and this tech dependence of leaving us you know it, it becomes uh, an appendage or like a wheelchair a mental wheelchair almost so having skills i like i like i like the motorized scooter concept you know, instead of using your foot, you stand on it and it goes. That was a, a real image. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're taking away even the normal exercises that we would do in a normal day. Walk, get on a scooter, use your foot. You know, that was that was an eye opener, I have to say. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that, I just wanted to say that. No, that's that. a good point because... Um, I know in our group exchanges, uh, uh, Walt had brought up Penny Kelly, and um, I'm listening to her more now because she's she's deepening into the transition of um, 5D energies. So, like, she's able to, she's been practicing doing telepathy with her pets. I know you do that, too, but th there's been a more of a regularity with it. And um, she had a similar incident like Walt with, um, she did everything in her power as far as consciousness and alternative healing to fix herself, but she ended up going to the hospital um, mid-February and had, of course, tons of healing back to her. But this was her upgrade, according to, and she was taken up on a ship uh, upgrade. Her guides told her, and now she's she was being prepped for the incoming um, uh, changes, right? Um, and so I, I'll make that a point to talk about this week. But um, I know Dolly's been sharing that also in the other shows. So th there's a common thread through all of this. That's like, OK, you guys are the can canaries in the coal mine, not just I mean, and, and she was emphasizing the importance of having a foot in each world and how to navigate through that and the different um, mental tech I've been in since the 90s have always been about that, where um, there is this. Uh, phrase of standing in two circles we're standing in multiple circles of the material of the electrical and and the 
chemical and then the astral and the physical, right? And that middle path is what Bards is talking about, getting getting away from this pendulum of light side, dark side, and even the the supposed good side of what you think, that there's that persuasion of taking in the bioweapon, like he was saying. And ultimately that comes to um, customization, uh, engaging what works for you personally, right? What's the um, optimizing qualitative uh, option for you? So for me, I've been repeating the Weston A. Price local chapters. You go to their site, get in touch with their local people. They'll connect you with what, who are the local farmers, the best places to get the cleanest food. Because I want to um, uh, highlight... Northern California what? happenings for local members. Oh, that's uh, a tablet. Um, there, there was a substack by Anna Mihalsia about how the food is now contaminated, especially meat. So if you go to her substack, um, she was comparing the live blood samples of people who got the shot, those who didn't, it's the same. Um, because the, 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 in, in her um, write-up that one of her doctor friends um, did comparisons and, and, and there's the same uh, blood clots in both people by frequency. So I don't know how much time we have, but maybe I can read this real quick. Uh, this was posted um, uh, the second. Uh, she said, a colleague of mine, Dr. Uh, Jernigan, treats vaccine-injured patients successfully in Tennessee. He called me after I posted the results on infrared spectroscopy and electrical conductivity of live blood and confirmed all of my findings. He shared with me that a short time ago, some family members were eating meat and got very ill from it. Dr. Jernigan had developed a method to capture the frequency from a vaccinated rubbery clot of a deceased person and has developed a scientific way for detecting that frequency. He checked his ill family member, tested positive, then he checked the meat they ate, and it had the same frequency of the cadaver blood clot. Subsequently, he went to his local grocery store and checked meat products, and both organic and inorganic beef meats had the same frequency emission. He wanted me to go buy meat at my grocery store and do live blood analysis on different products to confirm his findings. Um, and so what she said was, it appears to me that our food supply, in particular animal products, is contaminated with similar structures we find in human blood. Uh, Dr. Jernigan did frequency tests on fruits and vegetables and did not get a positive signal. And um, so she has a recent interview I'm trying to, on TNT radio. that happened Saturday. The, the um, upload hasn't happened yet, so I'm still trying to. And Karen Kingston cross-posted this on her Substack too. So, and then, of course, Celeste Solem warned us about this uh, three years ago. And we know that mRNA is being put into salad and, and vegetables. So that's not, you know, a reason to go vegetarian or whatever. But again, having your armor layers, like what I'm doing. Again, well, it's, I, also, it's also intent. Prayer yeah. works. You know, prayer works. What's prayer? Prayer is putting out an intention, an action to basically say look at i want this to be you know you can pray to god okay praying to god is asking god for for something okay when you're meditating you're listening to god but in praying and putting out the intention that anything that is not good for me in this food is gone if you do that that's why people have been praying over their food for you know ever since i remember as a kid we always 
Our Father who art in heaven. No, not that one. <laughs> I forget what it is, but a prayer. It you know, we thank thee, God, for the prayer for the meal and the table type of thing, because it wasn't these the concept of energy being so important. The concept that a fox has a specific type of energy, you know, a, a squirrel has a specific type of energy. And that that energy means something, represents something, has been known by the ancient, you know, natives forever. And the same thing goes with intention towards the the food. If you are, are you know, thankful for the food and know that this is, this is God's gift to us, it's a gift of the animal, it's a gift of the plant, and take it that, put that intention out, none of this is going to help hurt you, honestly. So... So I want to recommend a resource here for people. Uh, it, where is it? Uh, LynnMcTaggart.com forward slash the, or just you type her name. Lynn is with an E. There's two N's. McTaggart is uh, M-C-T-A-G-G-A-R-T. Um, the Eight Revolution, there's the number eight. So you type in that. And I've been involved in this thing called The Power of Eight, where uh, I get together uh, twice a month, about an hour, with people on Zoom, and then we do not prayer, but it's projecting heart energy, and Quantum Touch does this to an intention and emotion to somebody specific and what they need changed. And so I've been doing this a couple years. Uh, I've been able to save people from the brink of death with the help of you know the power of eight the people I work with. Uh, yeah, it's been working. Like I had some stomach issues, that's been uh, reversed. So the eight revolution is you can get with the this is a streamlined way to get with a group of eight or less, just a number of people, and then do these worldwide projects to make change around the world. So this is a new project she just launched um, last month. So this is something you can do, you know, get online or whatever, um, and then make change happen fast with a small number of people. So she streamlined this, and it's an easy process. You just got to be consistent with it. So this is something that that's huge. Um, well, in my in, in my opinion, that's what cosmic reality is. We've been out here, you know, well, since 2016, you know, telling people that we are a group, a small group of people that get listen to each other, talk to each other, think about things, and change the collective consciousness. And over the you know decade or so of us doing this, I know that we've made changes. Now. Other people were trying to make the same changes, so it's all these little groups coming together to make a big change. But that's why we were at least ahead of the game, you know, if not winning the game, because we've been at this, but it was small pe- small groups of people doing this. And very much of it has to do with Internet radio and the number of podcasters and, and broadcasters that have come out since... Well, even 2019 when we started Radio 5G, you know, at that time there was nobody out there. There was very few people talking about radio about 5G. Uh, my first show was done done in uh, 2014 on 5G, but and all of a sudden, boom! It it all got into people's awareness, and you had websites all over the place, and people coming out of the woodwork, like you know our our friend Mark Steele, saying, "Whoa!" You know. But I want to, as long as I mention him, I do, do want to mention one more thing. Mark is, you know, the last show that I played of his, that we did, you and I, I keep going back to this, why aren't they all dead? He knows how bad it is. You know, we can listen to this stuff. It is really bad. But 
why aren't there more people dead? There's not enough people dying for what is the awfulness. That means we're winning. Because the contracts aren't sticking on us. No matter what the contract is. So, um, I think we've only got about three minutes. I'm not, I didn't have a very good time chiming this this week. But I think we've got about, well, no, we don't. I'm looking at the clock. I think maybe we got another six minutes. So, um, is there anything, the power of eight, um, do you have a website? I mean, did you give us a website there? Yeah, I basically told what people to type in the search engine. Um, She's been pretty well known as far as she's wrote the intention experiment, the field, which is the quantum access. Is this again? Karen Kingston? No, uh, her name is Lynn McTaggart. So she was known for being on this, this, uh, I think she was on this, this documentary called What the Bleep Do We Know? With other people who are crossing spirit and science. And so over the years, she's written books on um, doing group work to change world events. And and it's been consistently successful. Um, Intention, energy, emotion. Right. Uh, So let me see. As far as what I've been doing locally, um, we have this, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, Dr. Mikovits is coming here mid-April, mid, um, and, and Naomi Wolf, uh, middle of next month, vac.org. It's the San Jose, California church that stayed open during the um, lockdowns. And so they've been having really good speakers come in. Um, there's another one that's Concurrent is Liberty Forum. That's hosted like James O'Keefe, um, Candace Owens, Andrew Breitbart, people, speakers like that, uh, controversial. They're having Kirk Cameron on um, the 9th of uh, next month. And then we have the New Living Expo, which is like the LA, uh, our version of the LA Conscious Expo. And we're having one of these, uh, su- not supposed, but kind of a med bed, the EES system that Shirka and um, Dr. Sandra Rose Michael is um has been uh, uh, blasting on, on Michael Jago's show, and um, I think there's one in Sacramento, but that's going to be at the New Living Expo, so newlivingexpo.com at Marin County. I'll be there probably on a Sunday. It's, um, I think next weekend, 14th through the 16th. So some of the uh, Children's Health Defense people will be there. Uh, I think one of them had posted in Telegram about wanting to check out the EES system. It's sort of a like a visual visual uh, projection of frequencies, and she's been more at this since the 70s. So, um, and what else? As far as uh, technocracy stuff, people can check out uh, Patrick Wood's latest book on that, and I'm going to see what he's been up to in, in, in recent interviews. Um, yeah, and and you know we're in a new season, so um, just just hunker down and then um, have your what do you call it, safety then armor layers on, right, Nancy? Yes, and for those people that don't know, you can go to mysticalwares.com slash backwards slash scalar. I think it's .html, but I think the scalar will take you to the uh, to the website. And you can read up on the scalar system that he operates. And you can sign up for a weekly scalar session that runs from well, Eastern Time, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And I highly recommend it. It's it's free. 
And you can put the you can when you sign up, you can say, and all my pets and my immediate family, you can put their names in or what, however you want to do it. But it's really your intention, and it's a group scale away, and that it is sort of generic. It's got the things that you really need to get. A, a step up on on problems. What of he he will often do the immune system boost, and the digestive system boost. And when he does do this, he also throws in a little bit of Derek's woo woo magic. And it's, it's a very very uh, first off inexpensive because it's free. It's just a matter of you doing it. Uh, experience for for twelve hours to. Just be bathed in that energy, and you will pick up the energies you need. But also, if you engage with a scalar wave, you can make it more specific to your own needs. You know you're in a scalar wave. The, the Our thought patterns are scalar wave. They can influence other scalar waves, and you're in a, a very, very sweet and, and powerful one. You can use that scalar wave to make adjustments in yourself. So just go to mysticalwares.com. You can put scalar in the search, or you can just backslash scalar, and it should come up and tell you, you know, what we're talking about. And then there's a link to the free sign up. But you have to do it weekly if you want to do it, you know, every week. So I just wanted to throw that out, people. And uh, you know, Walt uh, and Derek will both do scalar. You just have to contact special for you. You just have to contact them. Anything else? No, that should be it. Just yeah, covered a lot of ground, so we're good. Yeah. So thank you all for being here. Um, We appreciate you. We uh, hope you're you're having a good time with this crazy place we're in. (laughs) Don't let it get you down. Be positive and um, be safe and be blessed. And we'll see you next time. Bye for now. You have been listening to Radio 5G, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening.